My next guest is a celebrity fitness trainer. He's trained the likes of Diddy, Cassie, Charlie Cox, Derek Ho, Penny Hardaway, Patrick Ewing, Kurt Thomas, and many, many more. He's also designed the Arazi Fitness Gloves. Please welcome Daquam Washington. Daquam, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Hey, thanks for coming out to the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's jump right into this. What do you do? That's a loaded question. I'm a fitness expert changing people's lives on the physical realm. But being at this job and want to be committed to being the best, I understand the mental is just as important. So consider me a bartender, psychiatrist, fitness guy. But I'm a personal trainer, fitness expert. Yeah. And that's one of the questions I was going to ask you. Being a fitness trainer, a two-part question. One is, I feel like, yes, you're working on people, their physical physical health. But the other part of it is, I'm guessing you have to work so much on the mental as well, getting them up, making them go that extra step. So can you talk a little bit about that? And was that a surprise for you getting into this? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's easy for me at the time going into training because I was just so committed and then at the time when I got into training, commitment was a word that was foreign to me, or I thought I knew what it meant, but I had no idea. So it was very easy for me. So I thought it was easy for everyone else, which is not the case. So by, based off evidence, I've gotten really good at my job. I understand coaching people to empowering places to get them to that commitment level to change their body, to change their lives. Mm. I really excelled when I understood that. And it's just changing conversations, making people understand. It's just not just a common word. It's not casual. Commitment is not a casual word. Yeah. People throw it out there. But I'm like, what does that mean to you? Show me evidence in your past where you were committed to something like your life depended on it. And what happened? And it's like, oh, I created this. I did this. I did this. I don't know how I did it. But I did it. like, you could do the same thing in this realm, just commitment. And it's one step, then two steps, then three steps. And three months later, they've created evidence by being committed, coming to the gym, eating right, changing their the narrative in their head, and they've changed their life that we can't even measure. It's unmeasurable when you change your mindset. Yeah. So start there. I literally ask them, what does commitment mean to you? And they'll say what they'll say. And I'm like, show me evidence where you're really committed to something. Then we go deeper. It's like, are you committed or are you interested? Which one is going to be? Because if you're interested, I'll take your money. You right. just don't get out the window. But you're here for results. Be committed. And that's right. how almost every day we go through that one way or the other. And have you ever had to, I guess, fire a client for not being committed? <laughs> no, I yeah. fired a client, one client ever, because she, yeah, because she wasn't committed. She, mm. she thought it would, yeah, 100%. She wasn't committed. She thought it was like, just show up. Yeah. And, so yeah, only one in my 20 plus years, actually. Okay. All right. Only. All right. So let's back up a little bit. How'd you get into this? When did you realize that, hey, this is this is what I want to do and I got something here? True story. <laughs> so I was studying to become a male nurse <laughs> and I had a huge ego, huge. <laughs> and I took a young lady to see meet the parents 
And I didn't like the way they were making fun of him for being a nurse. And I was like, my friends can't make fun of me. Like, this is not <laughs> happening. Like, this is, this is not a, I thought this was a good profession. Like, people make fun of me. I can't, I can't do this. And the way the universe worked, like a few weeks later, I'm working out and the fitness manager came up to me. It's like, you're here enough. You want a job? So I started a part-time and the same ego that had a conversation with me at the movies was like, I can't be a male nurse. My friends will make fun of me. It's the same ego that says, well, if you're going to do this, be the best. Mm-hmm. And I just jumped, I committed myself, jumped into it. And the rest is history. That's awesome. Wow. So I meet the parents changed my life. <laughs> All right. And then now with that, You've have some very high profile clients, Diddy, Cassie. You work for the New York Knicks, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, 100%. So, how did that work? Go through that timeline. You were with this gym working part time, and then what happened from there? My first client, super client, was a big time banker named Tom Fahad. Okay. And he, I will always remember him on my deathbed. Mm. And, you know, we would talk and the mindset I had then was whatever. He was the first person who started telling me about commitment. Mm. Your thoughts dictate your reality. He, he was the transformational guy. He was telling and, you. And yeah, he was telling me, <laughs> I, this, I'm still basically a rookie. Yeah. And I might tear up. So like my yeah. friends, my friends at the time, listen, I'm in my early twenties, you, you know, I had street friends, you know, mm. they, they wasn't, they were corner rappers, you know, yeah. they, you know, what have could have kids. So this is the first guy who was telling me I could do anything mm. and it wasn't, it wasn't fluff. And I was like, like, really? So he like basically took me under his wing. He would take me to expensive spots and he was, he was like proud of me. He's like, this is the guy who's changing my body. Like I was like his new bud. Mm-hmm. And he gave me Dale Carnegie, how to influence friends. He says, read this and it will change your life. And it took me like three months to read it because I was so busy. And when I read it, I got it. Wow. Like, I was like, all right. And I wanted more. Then he gave me, you know, Brian Tracy CDs. He gave me more books. He was like, dude, your thoughts dictate your reality. You could do anything you want. Like over and over again. And I was like, you know, I was like a sponge. And little by little, I see that I was leaving my friends in Brooklyn and just being around successful people. Yeah. And these guys were doing so well. And they wasn't an athlete or a rapper or a right. drug dealer. That's the only people I could relate to that had that type of life-changing money. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who grinds on the stock market, super committed, and it was all about his mindset. And he just put it together for me. And after that, it was a rap. And so basically, I learned from him, freestyled it, mixed it, made it mine, and I applied it with my clients and put fitness behind it. That is awesome. Wow. That's a good story. I mean, having a, your first big time client landing it and then him basically changing. Absolutely. Yeah. Changing, changing the world and changing your life. That's incredible. So now it looks like your, your clients can be all over the board. Yes. How do you prepare for these different clients? So you have your athletes, your entertainers, your bankers or whatever. How do you, how do you prepare for them? I treat everyone the same. Mm. You know, maybe at first I got a little bit starstruck, but they're just like you and me. Mm-hmm. That's it. I treat everyone the same. And based off evidence, it seems to work, literally. And one of the things I learned from the transformational books and Tom is whatever someone's paying me, if you want to pay me $200 an hour, I love you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give you $300 worth of service. 
whatever you pay, I'm a double in a service. I want to make myself irreplaceable. And that's what I did. And, you know, I'm being brutally honest. Like I, I don't solicit business. I do not solicit business. Mm-hmm. I would get an email, blah, 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 refer you, blah, 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 refer you. They mm-hmm. say you're amazing. Like my career was based off referrals because I, I treat them the same and whatever you pay me, I'm giving you more value than what you paid for. And I just make myself very replaceable. Right? That's what I do. That's, that's it. Wow. All right. So word of mouth. And that's a testament to your work that you don't even have to go out there and pub and, and advertise yourself, that you have your clients knowing what type of person you are and uh, the type of training you do and are telling others. So that's, that's great. Now, are you having to do any training virtual? I do, and I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I mean, it, listen, you have to evolve or die, right? Yeah. It's part of the, the world we live in, the new normal. And I had clients that, you know, left New York, and they went to their homes elsewhere and we do virtual and I really appreciate it. It's great. We could connect, mm. but I think this will never go away. The one-on-one dynamic will never go away. Yeah. It'll never, ever go away. It's almost easy now. You see it that people are so disconnected with their cell phones and they can't even ask thought-provoking questions. It's insane. Like I'm like, well, I'm going to create value. I'm going to have a conversation with someone that they never had before Let's do it. And the one-on-one dynamic is, will never go away, ever, mm. ever. And so I think anyone in their field is a service-based profession and you have to deal with someone one-on-one. If you put emphasis on the dynamic, on a one-on-one relationship, you will be elite. Don't get caught up in the Zoom. I, I, just, I just, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I'm right there with you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, you mentioned being committed, your, your clients being committed to, at all times. Now, what about you? Have you ever had situations where you're in a slump or just not feeling it? And what happened? What do you do in those times? So, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. What I'm lucky is that I surround myself with people mm-hmm. that stand for me and hold me accountable. Yeah. So, of course, I go through my times. But overall, no. I got lofty goals, man. I have an ego still. I want to be in the Mount Rushmore Fitness. You know, mm-hmm. I want, I write on my goals every day. I want that Ferrari F12. That's mm-hmm. all I want in a three-story <laughs> loft. That's all I want. Three-story loft and a Ferrari F12 in an immense comic book and art collection. Yep. Those things, you can't get them on the couch. So I'm committed into success. I'm not interested. So, you know, I get up at 4.30 in the morning and write my goals and meditate. And I have friends that hold me high. They check me. And you... You see people's commitment on the evidence they're creating every day. And yeah, so there's times I do not want to do it, but I'm committed to results, not feelings. So I make it happen. That's great. That's great. Now, now, what are your workouts like? And what do you eat? Oh, <laughs> so my workout, I'm, so with my huge ego wanting to be the best, I'm obsessed with modern modalities, like new trends in fitness. I never wanted to be the niche market bodybuilding. I just, that wasn't my thing. Just, yeah. No one ever came up to me like, oh, I want to pose on stage and win Olympia. Like, I'm not your guy. I'm a big sports-specific functional guy. Case in point, like we talked before, NBA, NFL. Like, I do, most people say I want to look like that athlete or I used to be a college athlete. Well, let's, let's do it. I do workouts that would translate into your life and make you look better and move better. That's mm-hmm. what I'm about. So that's the biggest trend in fitness now. Multidimensional, multifunctional, 
specific modern movements. So those are my workouts. Mm. So I could do a one leg balance to a lunge. I could do a loaded jump. I could do weighted pull-ups. I could do a farmer's carry. You know what that is? It's no, I, I can't remember. What is it? Farmer's carry is where you basically pick up anything heavy. Um, oh yeah. And just walk. Do you do one side or you do both? You, ah, great question. You could <laughs> do both. Uh, you could, it's harder doing it one side than, right. than, right. So yeah, so I do stuff like that. You know, I'm getting older now, so I'm working out much smarter and I love it. And what's great is that for me in my business, most people train like the bodybuilder. They'll do the one body part a day or they still subscribe to Arnold's philosophy, but fine. Mm -hmm. But my workouts will get you more results. It looks sexier. Mm -hmm. Aesthetically, the optics is, is, is crazy. You know, you have women doing loaded pull-ups, you know I mean? They come down like, I just did five and they're high five. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And compared to someone's like, you know, lifting heavy and making all this noise in the gym like they're in labor. Like, you know, we just... <laughs> We're doing modern modalities, 100%. All right. So what, what's that? Those are my workouts. So, okay. Now, what about diet? What do you eat? Oh, so this is a loaded question. Mm -hmm. So I was lucky. Uh, my parents, I, I hit the genetic lottery, so I could mm -hmm. basically eat what I want. Oh, okay. However, mm -hmm. I got rid of that philosophy about nine years ago. So the biggest trend for you listeners is gut health. You could Google gut health. It's... There's so much information, look it up. So I've changed my structure with a good friend of mine named Jamie. Hi, Jamie. She, mm -hmm. is, a, she is a scientist. So I now manage and eat food that's beneficial for my whole body. Okay. So case in point, only cook with olive oil, coconut oil, or avocado oil. All the other oils have something in it that your brain basically kills you a long time i'm exaggerating but those are the three healthy oils right all the other oils stay away mm. and i never thought i would be a label guy i'm like oh i could do what i want but now i read labels and all that stuff matters so to answer to your question it's extremely rare someone's gonna get fat off broccoli spinach and kale that's the foundation of my diet mm. meat i only eat chicken and fish all right i love avocado i overeat that stuff yeah i rebooted my palate i overeat it and, and the chicken I just it. and the chicken is it any part or is it a chicken breast that you're eating i love i love the white meat my friend okay i love, right. <laughs> love the white meat i love the white meat. there's nothing wrong with the brown meat but i love right. the white meat. yeah so chicken and sweet potatoes so this is my foundations of my diet I, mm. and I, plus i'm intermittent fasting so i i do that as well and with that i, I don't get me wrong i still eat my pizza I still eat my, my hamburgers from time to time, at least once a week. I still have those. Yeah. But overall, my diet is 80% good, 20% bad. Yeah. Plus, I work out and have a healthy mindset. It's fine. It's, you, know, you don't have to be perfect. Just be good. In this right. Situation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then when you have clients that come to you that do some of these fad diets, what do you think of that? I, I like in any industry, right? Like the internet, which is an amazing device, has made my industry and several industries take a backslide. Mm -hmm. So I'm competing now against the sexy Instagram trainer who's all of a sudden an expert, or they'll read something on Google, like a fad diet, and they think it's the gospel. And like, like, nah, dude. One of the things I tell people is, I don't want you to reduce calories. I just want you to increase calories. Mm -hmm. 
but I want the quality control of the calories you put in your body. Mm. A, a thousand calories of kale, spinach, and lean meat, your body will produce a different result than a thousand calories of Taco Bell and you know, Mike and Ike's Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> so eat as much as you want, but shift the conversation to the quality of calories. Because everything you put in your body, your body has a reaction. And that's that's what I want. So I think one of the biggest things with the fat diets is they restrict foods, they restrict calories. And I'm like, nah, eat as much as you want, but just shift the conversation to a good quality of calories. All right. So can you talk about your, and let me know if I'm not pronouncing this right, but is it the, the Arizi Fitness Clubs? Arizi. Arizi, okay. Arizi Fitness Clubs. So, yeah. Penny Hardaway was my link to the Knicks. Mm. And I, I like to mention before, I'm a big functional sports guy. And at the time, it was not popular, like, you know, that type of training. My friends used to call me Neo, the Matrix. Like, oh, they don't train like this in the real world. Go into the Matrix. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stick with this. So I'm with Penny Hardaway, and he had a basketball. And I wanted him to work with the basketball, and it has some type of resistance. But he couldn't hold the basketball and a cable for cable throws at the same time. It was just too cumbersome. Mm. So I said, there has to be a better way. And I created the Rossi Performance Gloves. It's basically a workout glove with the ability to attach cables or resistor bands. And next thing you know, we're doing basketball movements with him be able to hold the basketball and with load. And wow. I said, huh, well, you could do this with golf. You could do it with baseball. You could do it with functional fitness. So I have a, I create that product. That is great. Yes, sir. Jeez. Man, I love that. You find something, you go full force effort with it and do it. That's awesome. Now, how was it working with the Knicks? So, yeah, it was good. It was good. It's opened my eyes to the high level of athletics. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I love this. And it's funny about mindset. There were players who wanted to go to the Hall of Fame, and I was committed. And the way it worked was, so the next day in Indiana and New York, and mm -hmm. then the next day they're playing, you know, in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I will always leave during the third or fourth quarter, and I would get to the next destination before the players. So the players come up to playing, they want an ice bath, they want to stretch, they want this, whatever. Right? The players are responsible for it. You knew who was committed by, when they get off the plane at midnight or one o'clock in the morning, whether it's a quick stretch, massage, or ice bath. And the next day, they had to be in the gym at 10 o'clock. And those who were committed were there at 10 o'clock. Then they had practice at 1230. There was the same players over and over and over mm. again. And looking back at it now, those are the players that lasted a long time. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. 100%. Mm. So my experience was great. And it was eye-opening as well. Because by that time, I was really into transformation. I was really... My third eye was trusting the universe, giving me all these signs. I'm like, okay, I see it now. I see it. All right. Now, can you talk about what a typical day for you looks like? <laughs> well, thank God I have a planner and it keeps me pretty much structured. If I didn't have the planner, it would have been crazy. <laughs> However, you go on the fly. It gets chaotic. I, like I said before, I'm a big person that gives value. So I never have an hour session, ever. I think that's one of the detriments to this field because it's like assembly line. Okay, nine to 10, okay, bye, gone. Like, you know, I don't think you have relationships like that. My sessions are always an hour, hour 15, hour 20 minutes, sometimes even an hour and a half. 
mm. especially when I, I love everyone I'm working with. So yeah, I'll give you an hour and a half. What's the big deal? You know, you, I'm doing okay. Like, an hour and a half. Sometimes it gets to two hours and oh, two wow. and a half hours. <laughs> really, because they're going through something heavy in life. Yeah. And we're connecting and we're at this organic moment where, you know what, they don't want to go to their job. They don't want to go home. They just want to connect and just release. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, hold on. I have to text the next person. I owe you a big one. Can we reschedule them in something really deep? Yeah. And where other people frown on it, I invite it. I, I love it. Because mm-hmm. when someone gets vulnerable, I get vulnerable too, right? Yeah. And we have to make a, a great connection. So yeah, my day is crazy. And then another thing, one of my clients own a gym, so I'm helping them with the gym. So I'm developing the staff. And you know, you have a little boy. Imagine me developing trainers and there's 11 of them. So I have 11 new kids and it's just <laughs> great. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. Nice. It's great. It's, so I'm putting out a lot of fires as well as managing my life. Yeah. Being a dad, working on my writing projects mm-hmm. and then be clear. I need my passions as well. Right. I need my comic books. Yeah. I need to read a comic book. I need to watch anime. I love anime. I don't know what it is. It just it just centers centers me. So, yeah, I have a planner, mm-hmm. but fifty percent of the time, forget about it. Yeah, chaos, and I love it. Talking about your passions for a little bit. What what are some of your favorite comic books that you have? So my favorite characters is Batman, of course. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, believe it or not. I was working with my coach, and I, she she was like, "Why do you like Wonder Woman so mm-hmm. much?" So she was doing a process and I realized when I was like five years old, I don't know how old that was. So Linda Carter was doing her Wonder Woman thing. She was on TV and I don't care if people laugh at me. When I was a little kid, I walked up to the TV and kissed the TV like I was kissing <laughs> Linda Carter. So that's when I realized. So I was like, oh, that's why I liked Wonder Woman. I had a crush on Linda Carter. I love Wonder Woman. Wolverine, the X-Men, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But now being a serious collector, what I realized years ago is that you're either a character you love the character, you love the writer, or you love the artist. Yeah. So, for example, the, the best artist right now in comics, in my opinion, is Jim Lee. So whatever Jim Lee does, he could draw a senior citizen on a park bench. She's just trying to save the world. Just because he drew it, I, I, want, I want to read it. So I'm big on that. And, oh, and talk about the universe. You, you know that I worked with a lot of Marvel actors, Daredevil. And, oh, okay. And... The, all the Marvel shows, I worked with a lot of the characters. They That's great. The <laughs> so when I got the, the Daredevil job, I was like, yeah. Like, you know, it was like a, a dream come true. And yeah. so now Daredevil is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Because of me working on the show. It's an actor called Charlie Cox, which is an amazing guy. Yeah. And I love the show. That was a great show. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely love the show. Quick, quick story real quick. Yeah. So when I first met him, they wanted him to hit the bag. They were like, mm-hmm. this is a very important scene. He has to hit the bag in um, the first episode. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, listen, man. I listen, I, I'm, I, I do a martial artist. I said, listen, man, Daredevil in the comics, he's like a ninja. Like, yeah. what they're telling you to do is, like, from the 60s, man. Like, they're going to make you look bad. You got to put some MMA moves when you're hitting the bag. He's like, yeah. I don't know, man. Marvel might not allow that. I'm like, listen, dude, trust me. I am a nerd. I represent the nerd. I, I represent the nerds. I'm true to the source material. Yeah. you got to hit the bag like an MMA fighter, not like a boxer. That's 
ancient. You can't jump from roof to roof and try to break up a mugging being a boxer. The guy's going to look at you like, well, you crazy? Let me just knock you out. Like, these guys do Muay Thai style. So I taught him the Superman punch. And uh, he was like, I don't know, man. Marvel might not allow it. I'm like, trust me, just do it. So I taught him the Superman punch on the bag yeah. and the spinning back fist. He did the Superman punch and they allowed it and it made it on the show. I remember when he did it, yeah. I jumped up. Like, I can't believe <laughs> it. So, yeah, that's... Yeah. That's so incredible. My favorite kind of this because of that. Yeah, no, no, I loved it. I loved the action in there. I loved the fighting. It was so real. That and, uh, and the Punisher were my favorite of the Defender series. Of course, Luke Cage, I, I like that. I I don't want to go too much into this, but I really loved Daredevil, though, the most. It, it was really good. So he was a bean sprout when I first met him. I'm like, ah, oh, dude. But, you know, it's good. It was easy. So talking about commitment, commitment. Charlie was committed. Mm, like, he would yeah. text me. I'm like, ah, oh, all right, dude. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> yes, you can eat this. Yeah, enjoy. Uh, I'll see you in the morning. Like, Charlie was super committed. His stunt double, uh, Chris Bruski, he doesn't get enough credit. He is a ninja, this guy. Mm. He is amazing. So I worked with him on some of the movements he wanted me to do with Charlie, not what he wanted with his body. And that was one of the best jobs I ever, ever, ever have. Him and I are still great friends. I'm working on him in a future project. He's amazing. So, nice. yes, I can't take all the credit for Daredevil, but I can take some credit. Wow, that is so cool. That's, that's cool. All right. Now, so with all that you do, not just the f- physical training, but you talked about the mental and the dieting, what skill sets and characteristics would you say are, are most important to be a successful trainer or a fitness expert? Being a giver. Um, literally giving and not taking. Uh, most people go to the gym is for vanity, stuff like that. And since people get a, a knowledge base of fitness, it's like, well, I could just give this to the world and get paid for it. But like we spoke about before, being a giver, giving more is essential. I think when you make it a true professional, it's all about the client, like really all about the client. Being a giver being a giver, 100%, like being selfless. That's evidence I created for my success. And people who I feel successful in most areas, in any profession, is they have that mindset. Business okay. giver. All right. Being a giver, being selfless, okay. And then what do you love about what you do? Oh, <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, what do I love? You know, I love it when I, the thing that, that really sparks me is, you know, the relationships I created. My clients now are like my best friends. You know, I, I created that. Like I have people who moved away that we're still deep with. They still come to me for advice. Like, oh, my trainer says this. Is this true? I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like, no, it's not true. You know, my clients are like, like my greatest friends because the relationships I created. What I really love is when you see someone on the mental and physical plane they came in like, hey, mm. and then you put your hands on them and you reboot their way of thinking and, and you shift their mentality to a healthy lifestyle and you just see it and yeah. you see it grow and grow and grow. That is, that's fulfilling for me. It sounds corny, but it's, it's no. the reality of it. That, no, it definitely, definitely doesn't sound corny at all. I like that and I see that. I can see how that can be just what you love about it and what you love about you do. Seeing that. 
I think it's, it's with anything, seeing your project materialize or improve in front of your eyes. Good. So, yeah. Absolutely. But when someone gets stronger in any, they used to lift 20 pounds in one movement, now they're doing 35 and they're like celebrating that small victory. Yep. I had a lady years ago, um, not a celeb, but real good person. And uh, her confidence when it comes to dating at the time, it was horrible. Mm. Now she's a man eater. She's like, ah, oh, I don't want. To, what should I do about this guy? Like, you call me. I don't want to call me. You know what I mean, what should I do about this guy? Like, it's amazing. You know, like, it's that's mm. I, love it. I love it. So yeah, I'm a people person. Yeah. And on one of your podcasts, uh, Tony, I believe her name was. Mm-hmm. She said she could do this for free. She would. Yeah. Same, same thing. Ah. Uh. Thing. Same thing, same thing, same thing. That's so like, great. Yeah, same thing. Um, you know, when I look at my planner, I'm like, okay, I got Barry, I got Joe, I got Charlie. I look at my schedule, and I'm like, all right, time to go to work. You know, that's that's a great feeling. I never walk up like, oh, again, I gotta go to the gym. It's never that. It's never that. That's great. It's, never that. it's great. You have a passion for what you do. Yes, sir. And not enough people are, are in that position. So that is really, truthfully, like, good position to be in. <laughs> yes, sir. So, now, what now about I fell the... Into, I fell oh, into it. I fell, I fell into, into it. it. Yeah. God, for Meet the Parents. Yeah. <laughs> meet the Parents, yeah. Changed your life. Meet the Parents and your first client. It's changed your life. Yeah. Yes, 100%. So now... Now, what about on the flip side? I know you mentioned being a people person, so I know this everything that's going on right now with COVID and the quarantine has to be a challenge, but what other challenges and obstacles are out there for you? Uh, I mentioned before about the overuse of bad information on the internet mm-hmm. that people hold as the gospel. People, The optics of it is that someone has an amazing body, so I want to look just like that person, yeah. and they give you cookie-cutter vanilla programs and advice that may not work for you. I've, I've had people come to me and like, I want to go on the phone, I want to do this. And it's like a loaded deadlift with chains. I'm like, dude, sure. You can't even do a body squat. Like, are we really, sure, of course. You know, let's, let's, let's start from the basics. Mm-hmm. I've had clients compare themselves to people. Like, oh, what do you think about her? And I'm like, she's a bird. Like. Mm. It's so much better than her. Like she's shown you things to sell a product, you know, mm-hmm. like, so those are the things I go through. But on the flip side, I turned that to a positive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could make you better than that. We could do better than that. You could get the best version of you. Don't compare yourself to her. First, she's 20 years younger and we could do better than this. We could do the best version of you. You don't need that. Right. I promise you. Mm-hmm. And I set them up with the little victories over and over and over again. And they see it. So, yeah. yeah. So that's the bad about my business, the, you know, the, the social media and, and how everyone's an expert because they look good in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Now, had an amazing career and, and still going, but do you have any memorable moments that stick out for you? I know you mentioned the Marvel one with the Daredevil. I have several, but I'm going to give you a Puff Daddy story. Okay. How I got Puffy. I told this story a million times. So... I really love what I do. I love it, love it, love it. So this amazing woman came up to me and said, I've been watching you train. I would like to train with you. I'm getting ready for a wedding. So my price point was at A, and she only could afford C. And I said, listen, I want want to work with you. If you would come 
at the hours I'm not busy. It was like from 12 to four. Let's do it. Right. And she agreed. She came. Her commitment was huge. Her why was big. She was getting married and she was perfect client. She did <laughs> everything. She was perfect. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about the money. It was about being a giver. And she was on it, on it, on it, on it. Mm -hmm. She looked amazing. So now I'm with Penny Hardaway traveling with the Knicks and I get a text from this lady named Dia Sims and she was, she is, still is actually, a big executive in Bad Boy. Mm -hmm. She was like, I want to have an interview with you. Puffy's looking for a new trainer. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, of course I'm going to take it. So I go to the offices on Broadway. We're talking, I'm interviewing, and I meet Puff and it goes well. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, I'm like, Miss Sims, how'd you get my information? She says, oh, my friend Janelle, who you trained for a wedding, kept marveling, raving about you with every uh -huh. opportunity you got. So yeah, I remembered you when we were looking for a new guy. And I was like, huh. So yeah, that produced more evidence for me that being a giver, giving super value to whatever they're paying for you and treating everyone the same could pay off for you huge. Because when I did that for her, I expected nothing in return. Oh, yeah. Nothing. So that was like on a transformational level, like, okay, yeah, this stuff, it works. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, so that led you to working with Puff Daddy. And how was that like, working with Puff Daddy? It was good. It was good. He's a hard worker, man. Mm -hmm. He's not the most functional guy in the world, <laughs> but he's, he's a hard worker. Yeah. But in his credit, in his later years, he was really on time. Mm. He's absolutely a hard worker. He has many hats. There were times he texts me and like, I want to do 8 p.m. And it's like 5 p.m. like, all right, I got to go. And he would work out and then he would go hit the nightlife. I don't know mm. if that was great for his body, but that's mm -hmm. what he chose to do, right? Yeah, he scheduled almost something every day. Yeah. He oh, worked. Right. Yeah, when he was in New York, absolutely. Mm. Um, he's a hard worker, man. We'd be working out and, and he would get a text. His, his assistant is there and he multitasking, doing rows. Like, you know, call, blah, 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 septus, blah, 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 blah. Like, he's, wow. he's on it. He's, very, he's on it. He treated me really good. Mm. Really good. Really good. Obviously, I worked with Cassie as well from, yeah. from Puff. And she's a superstar. She's so easy to work with. Yeah. It was, it was a great experience. Great experience. Uh, that is cool, man. Well, well hey, Nikwan, we're at the end of this interview. This is great. I want to head to our quick hitter session where I'm going to ask you questions for fun just to get people to know you a little bit better. But before I do that, is there anything additional that you would like to talk about or anything you think I might have left off asking you? No, my friend, you're a great interviewer. So you hit everything. I think my message is clear. Be a giver and make connections and change the world. Yes. Or change one person. How about that? Change one person's life. I like that. All right. All right. So let's go to this quick header questions. Yeah. First question. What's your favorite sports team? Oof. I'm almost embarrassed to say this. The Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Yeah. They... I'm suicidal. Every Sunday, I'm suicidal. Every uh, yeah. Sunday. I couldn't believe that game with the Cowboys. I can't believe the game with the Bears, and I still can't get over the game with the Patriots. So how about that? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie or show? Oh, great question. Um, it changes. It changes a lot. Depends on my mood. 
But right now I'm in the Mad Max realm. Oh yeah. So I'm hard. I have a top ten movies and it just rotates. Right now I'm into the Mad Max. So I'm tripping. Okay. And then you mentioned your favorite comic book. Uh, do you have a favorite comic movie? A superhero movie? Ooh. Yes. Believe it or not, it's Into the Spider-Verse, the animation. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think it's unbelievable. It was. And, then, yeah. and after that is Civil War. Um, mm. Captain after that. that again recently. Okay. Yeah. Very good. But real, real quick. Yeah. My, the thing that's coming hard, everyone, there's a show on Hulu called My Hero Academia. Huh. It's an anime from Japan. It's so good. I use it as a teaching tool for my little girl. Mm. The characters are amazing and they're so, the lessons in this show are so good. I think every parent should watch it with their kid and use Deku as a teaching tool and okay. all my, it's amazing. It's the a, it's a number one thing in Nerdville right now, My Hero Academia. All right, check that out. Uh, I know my sister was trying to get me on to one. Um, I forget what it's called. I think one character is Philly the Kid or something like that. No. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah, sorry. One last thing with the comic books. Do you, do you ever get into the graphic novels, the the ones that are kind of out there, like the Garth Ennis ones? Dude, I'm a nerd. I, uh. I'm a nerd. So there's several books I could recommend. Lock and Key is mm. amazing. There's a book called The Magic Order. That's not going to be a Netflix show. But read the source material. It is it's it's Harry Potter on steroids. It's Whoa. Okay. Really good. It's six issues. It's a graphic novel. It's crazy. The boys. Are you watching the boys on Amazon? Oh, yeah. So yeah, my my wife and I read the uh, the graphic novels back in the day, and then yeah, we're definitely yeah, watching yeah. it. And watched yeah, the last yeah. episode yesterday and was blown away. Yeah. Yeah. The, the graphic novel, the books, is like rated R compared to the show. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the boards are so great. I'm like, dude, you need to read it. That, that's, and Preacher. That's what's up. And oh. Preacher. In it. Oh, my God. Preacher was a little bit too much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah it was Preacher, good. Preacher, the source material, when I read it, I was like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. the things they were doing, it wasn't happening in comics. Right. I thought the show was okay compared yeah. to the source material. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lock and Key, Why the Last Standing. Everyone should read Why the Last Man Standing. Nothing else is coming to mind as of now, but I read everything, my friend. I'm okay. a nerd. I'm a nerd. I am a nerd. I pride myself in comic book shirts. I have like a hundred of them. Mm -hmm. I'm a nerd, man. I am a nerd. <laughs> I love it. All right. And favorite musical artist or group? Jill Scott mm. and Prince. Ah, yeah, yeah. Jill Scott. Her first album, I fell in love. I fell in love. I fell. In love. Yeah. What favorite vacation spot? What's a vacation? <laughs> Working too <I> hard. <laughs> I haven't done a vacation like leave New York in a long time. Mm. My friends kill me about this. I made a commitment to myself. I'm not going to take vacation, like a prolonged vacation, till I get certain things done. Okay. And my friends who are successful, but like you can't do it that way. And I says, listen, man, the wolf climbing the mountain is hungrier than the wolf on top of the mountain. Mm. Like, you could say that now because you've done everything you wanted to do. Yeah. But when the roles were reversed, you wasn't thinking about a vacation. Yeah. And they all agreed. So when I get everything done, it sounds corny. I want to go to Thailand for like a month and just train Thai boxing. Yeah. That's all I want to do. 
Yeah, that's something I want to do just to go out there and, and try it out. But yeah, yes. I like that. Okay. That's all I want to do. That's yeah. all I want to do. All right. So, yeah. so with that real quick, before we get to the next one, do you ever just sit back and, and, and look at a lot of things that you've accomplished or you, you're kind of in a mindset where no, just keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so I, when I coach people, I coach myself, but I have a lot of disempowering conversations. Like, I need to do more. But on my good days, yeah, I sit back and I realize that in my profession, I'm clearly, I believe I'm in the 1% yeah. when it comes to clientele that I work with. I need to yeah. appreciate myself and acknowledge myself. But I have a commitment, like I told you before, to be on the Mount Rushmore Fitness. And yeah. it's, it's a grind, man. And, yeah. you know, when Kobe died, it's so corny. When Kobe died, it just reinforced the fact that there's more. Quick, quick story, and it's the last quick story. I was oh, with okay. the Knicks, and I will not say the player's name, but I was in a locker room, and the Lakers were in town, and Lenny Wilkins were giving out the assignments, and he says, blah, 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 you guard Kobe. I, I, this is a true story. The player, who is so talented, amazing player, literally looked and put his head down like, oh, it's going to be a long night. Oh. And from there, I just like, Kobe, I, I like him more than Jordan. I don't want to hear about the six rings. I think it's whatever. Kobe's. If I could be anyone else, I would be Kobe. <laughs> uh, or Cristiano Ronaldo. But those two, those are two, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and Kobe's mentality and work ethic, I subscribe to. So, yeah. no, man. <laughs> I go, 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 go. Yeah, go. yeah. I hear that. I can, I can see that. All right. And then favorite food or drink? So, I don't drink. So my favorite drink is iced tea, peak iced tea. Okay. And my favorite food, let's go be honest, chicken and waffles from okay. Sweet Chick in right. Williamsburg. It All is right. worth the calories. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, man. Well, hey, this has been great. This has been very inspirational. I love the stories you have told and just love that that movie and your first client really changed your life to make you go a certain direction and you will be on that mount rushmore of trainers soon so hey man thank you for coming on to the show congrats on all your success thank you thank you my yeah. friend and is there any way that people can reach out to you instagram or anything yes mom my twitter is is like a it's like a graveyard i barely use it but <laughs> instagram is naquam n-a-q-a-m washington all one word I'm there. Everyone who DMs me, I always get back to them. I'm a giver. And yeah, that's it, my friend. All right. All right. Well, have a good one. Thanks a lot. Nicole. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. If you have any comments or questions or would like to be on the podcast, please reach out to me on Instagram at Rodolfo Cooper. Thank you. Bye.